What, what up, up guys? guys? Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. You know a nigga do that? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. KB. Yeah. It's PTD. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. On the scene, me and K. Niggas, yeah. What we on? I got rats on my feet. Louis V. Sailor Rons. I need racks in my jeans. In the vault, me and Kid on the beat. Oh my god, that's a sub. And it's me, PTD, niggas mad. What we on? I got raps on my feet. Louis V, Saint Laurent. I need racks in my jeans. 100k in the vault, me and P on the beat. Oh my god, that's a sub. I pull up, I pull up, I flex. Yeah, yeah. Part of my flex. They say I'm gonna get that move like a vet. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm bad. I told my mama, don't worry, we get. I'ma get money, so don't ever stress. Slip a little bitch, thinking she gave me type. But shorty, I don't give a F. No. What I'm on, I just passed the baton I got niggas in LA, I got niggas in Milan Eating grapes on a yacht, I like money, make yeah. it hot yeah. This is not a for sale, back that shit up yeah. off the lot On the scene, me and Kid, niggas jack, what we on? I got racks on my feet, Louis V, St. Laurent's I need racks in my jeans, honey K in the vault Me and Kid on the beat, oh my god, that's a song Alright, alright, alright. That was our undiscovered heat for the week. That is What We On featuring Kay Porter by Pal the Don. Again, that is the song name is What We On featuring Kay Porter by Pal the Don. Shout out Pal, shout out Kay Porter. They from UA. That's my side. Okay, okay, okay. Shout out to them. Pal also from Long Island. I live in Long Island now. So you know what's up. Long Island, that's alright, bro. It's cool. You gotta rep it you when gotta you gotta clean it, bro. When it, when it's Island, when it's time. I live on um, West Babylon. That's Babylon? Oh, okay, that's I know where that's at. W-B- oh, really? I've <laughs> never, I've never heard somebody say I know where that's at. I know where that's at. Facts. I know where that's at. But without further ado, I introduce the show. What's up, y'all? Here. Woo! We back. Here for another episode. We back. Sorry for the hiatus for those who've been waiting, but I go by the name Dapper Dan. Of course, for me is my guy Fritz. Usually next to my guy Fritz is my guy Ray, but Ray's next to me. AKA the movie guy, but he's next to me now. But today we have another guest. And um, this is a guest that's been long awaited. I was going to say, we've been trying to get you on the show for a minute. Like, you were one of the first people we wanted on the show. That's he, a fact. He told me. That's a fact. And exactly. it's a shame because he never closed the deal. Never. I did it. She's a busy woman. You know, for me, I let the woman But you know what? Busy. Close contacts usually work the best. But <laughs> <laughs> on this show, um, I tend not to. We tend not to uh, introduce the guests for us. We let you do it yourself just because, you know, you know more about yourself than we do. So what do you want the people to know? Introduce yourself, so on and so forth. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Chance. I am a jewelry designer and a gemologist. I just became a gemologist this year. So okay. always got to throw that in the title now. Um, I'm from Brooklyn. And what part? East Flatbush. me. It's um, the real, real Brooklyn. <laughs> Facts. Kid, that's the, you gotta put two reels on that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. I um, make jewelry. I deal with pretty ass gemstones and diamonds all day, every day. And yeah. Did you say the name of your company already? Oh, thank you. you um, my name of my company is Kismet and Co. That is KZMT and Co. Not that anybody didn't know that already. Once they know Chance, they, <laughs> that's they, a they know the vibes. <laughs> but everybody good? Good to go, everybody man. Good, good, good folks. Right. right, um, we just got some questions for you, if you don't mind. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll get us going real quick. These guys can jump in. Um, since 
you already said, you know, gemologist, you deal with pretty ass gemstones and the whole nine. Uh, talk us through the thought process of going into this lane of business. Obviously, there's the stereotype that a lot of women go into, you know, nails, hair, clothing to a degree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what led you to diamonds and gemstones and stuff? Well, I have a fashion background. Okay. Um, FIT? Yes, I graduated from. (laughs) (laughs) I graduated from the Fashion Institute of Technology. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought younger I wanted to be a designer. I know how to make clothes and I do all that shit. Okay. So, but then it was just like, okay, I know how to do the clothes already. College now, business side. Mm -hmm. So my um, last year of college, I needed an elective to graduate, and it was between photography or jewelry design, and. like the Pell Grants and all that stuff mm-hmm. didn't cover the photography class, but okay. it covered the jewelry design class. I said, that's what we do. Oh, you feel me? I'm like, that's what we do. And I'm not about to be paying, not about to be in no unnecessary debt. Fuck that. So I took the jewelry design, never made jewelry a day in my life. Um, so I, my whole last year of college, I did that. Mm-hmm. And my professor was just like, you did this? He's just like, no. He's like, you should. I said, okay. Um, so after I graduated, got my degree, uh, took the summer off and worked. And then like right in August, September ish, I went right back to school. I went to a trade school, jewelry school. And I didn't then, even know that existed. I ain't gonna yeah, yeah. most people don't know game. Exist. Yeah. Um, there's many jewelry schools throughout this country, abroad. Um, the best ones are not in this country. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of but, course. You so have know, you gone to any of those or no? The, the New York once. Okay, you went yeah, to New York. Okay, yeah. cool. So I went to um, Studio Jewelers Ltd, mm-hmm. which is in East Midtown, and then I also I got became a gemologist through GIA. Mm-hmm. If you hear rappers, they always talk about I know, yeah. all my stones are certified by GIA. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm literally certified by GIA. Oh, okay, yeah. So take us through the thought process, like when artists. I consider you an artist. When artists um, create something, like. Do you go by what a client wants, or is it like, oh, I got an idea. Let me see if I could make this the uh, idea come to life. It's a mixture of both. Majority of the time when I'm doing custom work, people already have an idea. It's very seldom that people just like, I don't know what I want. Let you do your thing. Mm. Those tend to be my favorite people when they just give me full creative control. That would be me. I'd be like, yo, just, just help. Most, most, artists, <laughs> most artists prefer that way. Yeah, but um, for the most part, is people come to me with like. A rough sketch or like a reference photo of some shit they've seen online or their favorite person, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I want this, but with my budget and mm-hmm. I put my twist to it to fit whatever they trying to spend. So it's a mixture of taking their ideas and just putting my twist to it. Majority of times, and I'm going to be honest, majority of times it works out perfectly fine. And then you got them one or two customers that's just like, you know, this is cool, but this is not really what I want. And then I have to go back and... Mm-hmm basically do what they want and can you speak to the pressure if any of delivering on you know custom pieces um it is pressure but not for me okay um, so if any, she, no. she like that shit. That's what she basically basically like um because it's nobody's like uh, let's not say that. Um, for the most part, people ideas is just like doable. Mm-hmm. So it's never somebody's coming up to me and it's just like, I want some crazy fucking concept 
that I've like, and then come to me with a budget that's like, yeah. So now I have to try to do your crazy concept with your budget. It's very seldom, it's you know? Mm-hmm. So for the most part, people do their research or whatever the case may be. So when they come to me, it's like half the job is already done. You already know exactly what you want now. I just have to bring that to Oh, life. I would never do my research before I come to <laughs> <laughs> I'll be going there with mad questions. I'm like, yo, so like, Five hundred dollars. What's that's gonna do? Like I'm that guy. And I'm but, gonna tell you nothing. Like, yeah. I mean, I figured. Five hundred dollars, I can give you nothing. I was but, gonna ask. Um, breaking into the industry when you first got your foot in, mm-hmm. you know, um, being especially in this niche industry, I haven't really never seen not only black people, but definitely not a black woman jeweler. So, can you talk about maybe um the OGs of like maybe if there are black jewelers that maybe helped you out, like a mentor of sorts. Um, or if they, if not even if they, I'm particularly black, but if they weren't black, you could also say just the OGs in general of the jeweler game. Yeah. Um, there's like one woman that I'm not, I'm only going to give her, her any, clout. yeah, any yeah. acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Like big ups to my mentors, but they ain't black. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's this woman, her name is Erica Diggs. Okay. Um, she's like the jeweler to like majority of like the fucking NFL. Wavy. And a lot of people don't even know that. That's wavy. Exactly. Never exactly. Where can we find her? You literally need to Google her right now. Mm. Erica Dix. Her name is Erica Dix. Um, but um, that's like my big sis. That's not like that's my big sis. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, she look out for me and she hold me down a lot. And um, my mentors, I love them. They've done a lot for me. But if I'm gonna focus on black people, I'm only gonna focus on her because that's literally the only other black woman I know that deals with diamonds and shit like I'm dealing but she does it on like a whole nother level okay yeah. so what does it mean to you to be a black woman in this space it's fucking lit <laughs> <laughs> I'm never the type of person where I'm trying to be the only person in the room that's not it I literally my goal was to get into this industry figure it out and then start getting mad black people in it as well which mm-hmm. I've started to do and I've that's already right. seen it like I've already seen since I've known you being a jeweler mm-hmm. I've seen more people ask questions how do I get into this? Yeah. Because they didn't know it was possible. Exactly. Just because they know you and this is what you do. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Is that a beautiful thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm never the type of person that like I want to be the only one. That shit is lonely and it's boring and white people can't relate to me because like I said, I'm from fucking East Flatbush. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a white person cannot relate to my Ever. upbringing regardless of where I'm at now. I'm still mad at, at the end of the day. So it's just like I need niggas. <laughs> I need niggas to be doing the same shit I'm doing. So if people hit me up literally on a daily basis now, like how I get into it, I'm never the type of person that's just like figure it out. Like nah, any information that I can give and pass along, I am more than willing to because there needs to be more black people in this industry. Use a real nigga. Great. I was gonna um ask, is there like a specific piece that you can think of that's like one of your favorites that you ever made? Before? Hell yeah. Is this ring? I was still corporate at the time. Um, before I give you a little background, before I started my company, okay. I used to make jewelry for um, Tiffany and Co. Um, Harry Winston, and I did like a few things for like David Yerman, but they do a lot of like factory work, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, this is one ring, which a lot of people don't realize. You got Tiffany the store mm-hmm. with for the general public, and then there's a whole another side of Tiffany for like super rich people. Of course. So it's this one ring that they assigned me to, and um, I wish I could just pull it up on that screen right there, but it's not a big deal. And that was like one of the first like super like really iced out rings that I've ever made. And I was only 21 at the time, and I finished the ring like I would say three days before my 22nd birthday. So mm-hmm. I finished the ring. They sold it to some some white lady, 
because they literally like how I have my collection and then I have cu- I do custom work. Tiffany does the same thing. So mm-hmm. they'll have the stuff that they see in the store and then for their certain clientele, aka like the niggas that are spending over like 500000 yeah. and up, if you want something custom for and just have the <laughs> Tiffany stamp on it, if you can afford it, they will do it. Facts. I, I call that the movie section. Because I want really to see that shit in movies. Exactly. <laughs> no funny shit. Oh, yeah, you got to ring the doorbell again. Yeah. Movie, the secret um, code. That like. ring, I would say, took a good month to make. Mm. Um, wow. It's... Like the center stone is like a blue zircon. It's a very like people has never heard of that stone. It's a pretty pretty beautiful stone. I'm actually normally wear that like I have a zircon ring that I made for myself, but I'm not wearing it today. And then it's just like diamonds literally everywhere else on the ring, on the prongs of the ring. There's just diamonds everywhere, and um, I was really proud of that because I was I've always just been a baby. I'm still a baby in this industry. So when I was corporate and I made that, it was just like yeah, young ass did this, and it's just like yeah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned that you went from corporate to your own thing. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to ask, were there any doubts, trials, tribulations, setbacks, questions, comments, concerns? People doubted me more than anything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like... Your I'm friends a, or the corporate people? Corporate people. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. My friends was just like, you sure this is like more so just like, I know you good. It's like everybody know me. Like I, I just know how to make money. Mm-hmm. So regardless, I'm going to be good regardless. Right. Feel me? So it was more so the corporate people. My mentors, like you sure? Like you just want to quit these amazing jobs and just start your own? Yeah, nigga. Like <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So it was more so, and I didn't, I didn't really care. Like my mentors, they were really, they got me certain jobs, and when I left the jobs, just because I wasn't really satisfied with the pay and all that stuff it was also like oh but you know you're young grow with the company fuck that i don't have time for none of that so it was more so just like the higher ups that i was working for and like people that brought me into the industry i was just like what are you doing but now them niggas is all proud of me mm-hmm. yeah but no i've never doubted myself ever gangster yeah all right so piggybacking off that um building the brand i hate that word what piggybacking Oh, my fault. No, 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 I'm just saying. Building that off way. that, <laughs> prospering off that statement. Um, <laughs> that actually sounds better. That's the point. Um, Mr. Thesaurus over here. Um, what are the most important steps you've taken to building your brand? And like, I guess like a, if you can name a top three, three to five important steps in just building your own brand to, you know, put to the public. I don't think people realize how much money goes into starting a company. Trust like, we know. Yeah. Anything on your own, yeah. to be honest. Pretty much, yeah. Anything. But especially in my family. Yeah, no, I can't even imagine how <laughs> family, bro. bro. So it's more so like, you know, like people, like I said, I, I be trying to put people on, get people in, but then when they start to get in it and it's just like, you got to like, just save. Like everything I did was with purpose. Like I said, mm-hmm. after college, it took that one professor to be like, you should do this. And I'm like, shit, okay, the fashion industry not paying no bread anyhow. Mm-hmm. I literally worked my ass off that whole summer and paid for school, my schooling, straight cash. Mm-hmm. So definitely You rolled just, up to the registrar's office like- <clears throat> Five, 10 stacks, pull up. <laughs> 10 stacks deep. It's like, yo, count that for me. Like, that should be it, though. Count that, though. That's <laughs> the way it's done. Pretty much, no right? Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, and then that was one of the reasons why my, my mentor, which is direct, the director of the first school I went to, that's why he my mentor now. He fuck with me heavy. Because when I pulled up and it was just like, I'm paying for this cash. So, you know, you can take out a loan. I'm like, I don't do loans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I don't do loans. Gangster. Yeah. Um, so but no, definitely yeah, yeah. to, to answer, answer your question, mm-hmm. definitely... Mm-hmm. 
yo, save up money. Save up money. Don't be listening to, like, people that's in your ear. Because, like I said, a lot of people is in my ear like, what are you doing? You crazy? Don't listen to that. Like, if you got a vision and you feel like this could be really lit, just just go. Just do it. Copy. Yeah. I fuck with that. Okay, so um, I have the privilege in being in your close friends. <laughs> for me. So, so, but sometimes, like... Feel me. I'm gonna have to kick you out of my clothes. No, friends. no, no. The, I was gonna say the 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 picture. You was about to. I meant that. I meant that. OD, bro. I meant that. I meant that in terms of you know most people they put up like people close friends they think of some sex shit. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, her close friends is dope in the sense that she be schooling people in certain aspects of the jewelry game. Yes, I do. So again, Save I himself. meant that in those type of terms, <laughs> respectfully. That niggas is crazy. That niggas is crazy. <laughs> but either way. In one of her rant, <laughs> in one of her rants, I felt like this question was. You're gonna understand why I'm asking this question. So me, I'm not really a big jewelry person. Mm-hmm. I don't really know much about. I've never gone to a store and bought a piece of jewelry. Okay. So for anybody that's in my position, when you go to these places, yeah. um, what should I? What are the three questions I should ask if I'm concerned about what I'm getting that's to make it. sure it's real and things of that nature? Because I know out here. Me being me, I know people be selling fake jewelry. I know there are no, fake. Yeah, pieces I just around. had. It's funny you asked this because my just had a conversation with my uncle and my cousin about VVs, VSs, and all yeah. that shit, bro. Like, we just school. So this, again, yeah. like, I, for, this is for me and anybody else that's never really bought jewelry from a store. Yeah. What are three questions that I should ask that basically is going to be the tell signs that this nigga is not selling me no no real shit? That's a whole fact, and that's so funny you asked that because when I did that rant, it was a shorty that literally hit me with that same question in DMs, and she's like, "I don't want to be," and I'm like, "Nah, you Gucci." But you definitely need to, like, let's say, for example, if they, like, oh, this is 14-karat gold or 18-karat gold, this quality diamond, ah, ah, ah. Three main questions. And then even if it's a piece, like a pendant or a chain, the three questions you should ask them, they need to test the metals out right in front of your face. Okay. And they all have the testing material right behind the fucking counter. Okay. And if it's real, they have no problem testing it. Okay. If it's fake... Then they gonna be like, "Oh, you don't trust my no." Okay, I don't trust. That's number one. That's number one. I don't. I don't know you. I don't trust you. (laughs) Tell them to test the stuff out. Literally, test the metal, and then the second thing is to test the stones. Okay, right in your face. With the with the meter, everyone be using. Okay, but no. I was gonna say I've heard that's actually been inaccurate too. That's I was just about to say that meter there's like everybody always comes to me and shows me some little boy on youtube that's down south going around pressing people that shit is cute for the internet it gets ha ha kikis but people in my industry actually don't like that shit you can buy that shit off of amazon for like 10 15 dollars it's not accurate once the batteries and that diamond tester starts Mm -hmm. to die it's faulty it's It's faulty uh, It's, so, not a, it's not accurate. Okay. So. I didn't, see, I didn't know that. Exactly. A lot of people don't know that. Like, those videos, I don't find them funny, but the world does, so it's cute for that. Yeah. But I don't find anything about that funny, because it's not. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny to it's, me. It's dead not funny. Yeah, it's, it's not, dead not funny to me that's, at all. That's, that's it's not, the internet, internet. Yeah, that's not funny to me whatsoever to be doing that. But um, three questions. Test. Can you test this out? The metal out? Okay, cool. Metal's valid. I can you test these diamonds out? Cool. And then when they come to chains, make them weigh your chains in front of you. Make them wear it? Weigh it. it. Oh, I'm like, okay. what? Weigh it. Weigh it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Weigh it. Okay. Because there's a lot of dudes that's out here wearing hollow chains. Okay. And they don't know. 
Okay. So are there like specific numbers we should be looking for? If it's like, for example, these big ass fucking Cubans that a lot of these dudes be wearing are not solid gold. Okay. They are hollow chains. Why I'm I just know that I know, but the general public does not know. Because it's just shiny does. Exactly. <laughs> you feel me? But um. And a person wearing it, we might not question them. Exactly. <laughs> you feel me? But thumb chains typically start off at around like. 70 grams, 70, 80, 90, 100 plus grams. Okay. And then the bigger them shits are, the thicker they are, and the longer they are, the heavier they are. So that's just like, like I said, I always compare like what I do to like the drug world. Just imagine like 100 grams of whatever drug on your neck. That's going to be pretty heavy. So if you got some frail ass nigga that's out here with some big ass chain and his, and his, and his, and his posture not bad, <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't even say the posture not bad. Well, he don't got security or big bodies around him. That's something like that's a red light. Like whenever I go out to parties with my friends and stuff like that, my friends is petty. They're always like, look at his chain, look at his chain. Is it real? Is it real? <laughs> I will be one of those friends. I'm not gonna fight. I will definitely be one of those friends. I don't even wear chains no more. I stop. But I no, definitely chain. just ask them, test the metal, test the stones, and weigh that shit. Okay. Because they'll tell you a price, and then you can just do the math mm-hmm. like on in your head if you're good with numbers, or you can just pop pop your phone out and like see. And then I ask, I say to weigh it too, because then you'll know if they're overcharging you or not. Mm-hmm. And then if the price is a little bit like, Hmm, how does big ass chain cost this little bit? Then that's a red flag. Yeah. So definitely weight is very important. Okay. Very, very important. Yeah. All right. I only have a couple more questions. Okay. I don't know about these guys, but I only have a couple more. Um, so the partnership with Facebook, we're just going to lay that humble <laughs> flex on, on the table. But um, how exciting was that for you? How did it come about? And what effect has that had on the business? Um, It literally, like, I had, I wasn't like really... And when I was in school, I had deleted all my social media rails. Like I had disappeared Facts. for mad long. And I just magically popped back up like, hey, guys. <laughs> so I came back to Facebook because everybody's just like, you got a business now. Facebook, you don't have to be on there for the foolishness that's on Facebook. It's really good for business. So Facts. I was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. So I created the Facebook page for my business or whatever the case may be. It started to get some traction. And then mm-hmm. I got an email from like, corporate facebook like mm-hmm. hey you know like i would have been checking mad references like yo this yeah. this is real no, no, that's exactly what yeah i definitely <laughs> checked all the references and everything and this was like in the beginning of the pandemic when they had hit me okay. up so at, i'm really like y'all niggas is playing with me <laughs> who playing with my emails <laughs> yeah. this is not real but then it was just like they were sending me like you know like the confidential stamped shits. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, this is... Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is real. So yeah, then the, it was just more so like, you know, like, oh, like, we've been like pretty much stalking you on like every social network. I since always tell school. people, people out there watching, yeah. I'm always telling people. They pretty much told They're just me... just waiting for you to hit a certain mark. Pretty much. They pretty much told me they were stalking all my social media since I had came back to social media. They seen the reaction I was getting from people. And they were just like, they could elevate that. And I'm like, y'all Facebook, I bet y'all can. Yeah. <laughs> so they like. <laughs> so like they basically um, did a whole campaign because it wasn't just my company. It was mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other companies they did around the country, except that I was like representing New York. Okay. So I was like the New York campaign. Mm-hmm. But um, they hit me up. They told me like, all right, this is what we trying to do. We want to film a commercial. 
and it's going to be shot all around, you know, it's going to be air all around the country and abroad too. So I'm just thinking, oh, okay, you know, I'm not thinking nothing of it. I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. So then I talked to my lawyers and it's like, well, are you getting paid? I'm like, oh shit, let me ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so exciting. It's like, oh, I forgot about the money. <laughs> <laughs> so then it was just like, yeah, of course. I'm like, yeah, I'm really with it. So then Rona hit, shut down. They had to delay it a little bit. But then once like New York State had like the first stages of the reopening, mm -hmm. phase one, blah, 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 they was considered a part of that. Don't know how they got in that. That's none of my business. But we started filming first. as soon as the city started opening up. And it was just like, okay, cool. We'll let you know when we air it. And I didn't hear anything from them. And then I ha was out in Vegas. And then I just woke up one morning out there to mad people like, yo, yeah. you know your we ad. We see you on TV. Yeah, you know <laughs> we your We see ad. you on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> you know we you lit right now, right? Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Like, nah, I was on YouTube. I was watching Hulu, bitch. I done seen you. I'm like, oh, they dropped it. <laughs> it was so at this point, I'm like... <laughs> Y'all dropped it with my money. <laughs> so before I got an even chance to be like, all right, where my money? It was just like, yeah, we dropped the ad or oh, excuse me, whatever. Um, you know, your first payments will be coming soon. And mm -hmm. they broke down how that was gonna go. And yeah, then it was just like I was on Hulu and I was on YouTube and then I was literally all over the city on the subways and, and I was like, oh, this is fucking lit. <laughs> it must be feel very surreal. Can we can we clap it up for just one time? Oh, that's, yeah. cool. <laughs> that's, that's some big <laughs> shit, bro. Flatbush. Some flatbush, bro. Niggas is on the train watching her Fuck fucking talking about. do the damn thing, son. Thanks, right. guys. Crazy. Right. But how it has helped my business, literally as soon as the ad dropped, like, I like, my website crashed. It was that lit. Yeah. My website crashed. That's amazing. And it crashed for like no funny shit for like good two weeks after. Wow. Yo, what? Yeah. Wow. And my um Look at it. You had to hire like the like website people. I was like, just about yeah. to say that. They contacted me and was just like, What's going on? I'm like, Oh, I'm lit right well, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see me, I'm global right now. What you talking about? I'm global. I had to explain to them what had happened. So they're like, Oh my god, congratulations. So then I had to like upgrade. Uh, whatever web developers coders I had to upgrade that to sustain the traffic that was coming to my website and then that's when like I already had like a couple international people that was fucking with me but then after that ad it was just like I started really getting like people from countries I ain't never even been to like Gangsta. do you ship here and I'm like I can't <laughs> we'll figure I it can't. out <laughs> they call those good problems <laughs> they call those good problems <laughs> All right, so here's my last question, and we'll move on. Mm -hmm. um, I had a closeout question. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no, like, once you're finished, I don't know. It was going to be, uh, like, a closeout. All right, cool. Uh, okay, Manny. Manny. Well, <laughs> with as much success as you see with the Facebook, with just love you get in the city, all that stuff, um, all that you've garnered thus far, what are you? what is your outlook for the next five years? Where do you see yourself at? Not here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm, I don't think I want to be a fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I literally, my end goal is because, like, don't get me, I, I love being a jeweler and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But once I started to get into gemstones, that's where the money really is. Mm -hmm. So my whole, and just, like, being needed. And I, I, like, expressed this to Brian and all of that. Like, in this industry, you just always want to be needed. So I, like, started to get into, like, manufacturing. So, like... There's like companies that's out here. They got whole asteroid collections. I produce their whole collections. Mm -hmm. So that's the end goal is to just be a manufacturer and just to be the plug. Yeah. 
<laughs> so col- are we talking like just collaborations basically like it's not even collaboration it's oh, like it's my name is not attached shit. to it that's their shit oh. i just make it and they just you just you like the plug in the back basically all right cool. you know how there's like ghost writers mm-hmm. i'm a ghost okay. <laughs> i like that um, that makes sense ba- basically to like allude to him um, I, I've known you a while, so yes. I known I knew you had a fashion background. Yeah. I know you also are good at other things besides just jewelry and fashion. So I guess with the next five years, yeah. um, I don't know if I'm bugging, no. but maybe like I feel like you have the potential, and you probably already have this in your head. So I guess I want you to like bring it out. But like, how do you think in the future? Do you see yourself connecting all of these things that you're good at? Oh, definitely. So like, like. I don't know. Maybe I'm bugging, but maybe I see you that as not as a stylist per se, but people will come to you because you make the jewelry, you can make them clothes, yeah. and all of that. So basically, you I can see someone on the red carpet just being whole from whole, me from head to toe. That's, exactly, that's the goal. Okay, yeah. See, I kind of figured that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> on top of just like like I said, I just want to be that 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 plug. Like you trying to be the Disney of fashion. I like that. Disney of fashion. I like that. It's a powerful powerful fashion. fashion, That's powerful, bro. That's a lot of next to step on to become the Disney of fashion. Not not doubting her at all. I'm just saying that's a very No, I like that though. I don't know if I want to be, you know, because. No, of course, of course. What you said is very true, though. But you know what I mean. mean. But yeah, no, I definitely just want to be you. You just need me. Like, oh, I need jewelry. I need to go to Chance. I need clothes. I'm going to Chance. Mm. I need shoes. Oh, guess what I'm going to? I'm going to Chance. Yeah, like everything. You're going to come to me. I like that. Well, since we're closing out the little interview segment, Mm -hmm. I just want to say, one, we're all extremely proud of you and rooting for you. you. We're also happy we got this done before you super get un- uncontactable <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying before we're like the texts are like a week apart you know what I'm saying sorry guys yeah. <laughs> I'm now seeing this I'm so <laughs> sorry I was in Dubai we'll be hard to get in contact with you soon yeah so I'm just so glad we got you and you know now and we're well, I gotta keep continue to support you and watch you rise so. thanks guys of thanks for having me no problem. so we're gonna move into another segment of the show the randomness of the show lunchroom so first on a t- segment list, we're going to go with the Lunchline Chatter. For those that don't know, the Lunchline Chatter is basically our name for our current events. Now, I'm going to let Ray start it off with his current event topic. Okay, so um, this was a while ago, probably like a month or two ago, but a person named Cam Kirk, he's um he's a photographer. Okay. And basically, apparently a year ago, he made a label, which I've never heard of, a label for photographers. So I guess I'm going to assume... They um trademark their work, you know, like they basically, it's like a label for photographers. I guess I, I, however a music label would be run, this was only for photographers. Now, again, that was groundbreaking, groundbreaking in itself because I've never heard, I never even thought something like that was possible. Yeah. Um, It's called Collective Gallery. That's the name of his label. And a couple, two months ago, he struck a partnership deal with Atlantic. So now he basically, I guess they're only going to use his photos and his company for Atlantic. That's, oh, that's big as fuck. Amazing. So, like, feel me? So, like, I, I thought this was, uh, again, amazing, groundbreaking. I've never heard of this shit. Yeah, for photography, that, that's nuts. And, like, that's it just basically nuts. goes to show that, like, people are starting to wake up as far as, like, as a creative person, you can trademark your work. Like, you can not have to sell, like, freelancing. It's freelancing. But there are, are starting to be ideas of collective efforts as far as, like, they can help you out in that sense. Which I thought was amazing. Again. I know out here it's nasty. Niggas be getting their work took without any credit. Mm-hmm. 
Been through it. Feel me? So I just thought, again, we should definitely acknowledge that, highlight it. My son Cam Kirk is out here making man. history. Nah, yeah, that's clap up a boo. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely clap up bro. I mean, I got nothing to really say to that. Bro, shit, just... bro I, I'm, I'm proud of nigga. I don't even know him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. His that... name is Cam Kirk. Got you. Shout out to him. So Thanks. moving on from that, um, continue with the current events. Uh, we're going to head up to a little bit of sports. Uh, recently, Floyd Mayweather came out and said he is accepting a fight against Logan Paul. Logan Paul being the brother of Jake Paul. Oh, Jake th- Paul being the guy that knocked out Nate Robinson. I thought it was oh, the same nigga. I thought nigga. it was the same nigga yeah. too. Yeah, see, that's what a lot of people <laughs> get yeah. misconstrued. It is not the same man. So for those who don't know, Jake Logan Paul is one of the first people to like really have a fight on like from YouTube type shit with some guy named KSI. Yeah, I'm I not familiar that. with them at all, but but that's what gave birth, uh, birth to the whole yeah. Nate Robinson and, and Jake shit. Um, but the reason why I wanted to bring this up is like, this is bringing a lot of new eyes to boxing. Um, I don't know if you're too familiar with the sport or not. I love boxing. All right, so that's bomb shit. Squad I was just about day. to say, she's a do, member of the bomb squad. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you guys feel like these types of fights and celebrity fights are hurting the sport or helping the sport? I just wanted to hear y'all take on that. Uh, I'll speak. Um, for Basically, for me, I think in the time we are currently with the whole pandemic and stuff like that, I think it's cool right now. Mm. I don't think, I don't know about going forward. I have to see the logistics behind it and all that other stuff. But for right now in a pandemic, you know what I'm saying, niggas at home, I think this is cool for the sport. It is. It's mad cool for now. For now, right. Yeah, I I was going to say, me personally, I don't really like it because I've I've watched boxing a lot. I've been a fan of boxing for a minute. So, um, like, I know there's a slippery slippery slope in anything. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it started with the whole Conor and Mayweather shit. Like, feel me? Just just taking people outside of the actual boxing sport and just putting uh, what they call exhibition matches. So I feel like exhibition matches might get bigger because of this. Now, it's entertaining. Don't get me wrong. But I I would feel if I was a boxer, niggas might not be watching actual boxing anymore. They want to... Watch the uh, the antics and things of that nature. Like like I just said, I didn't know about Logan Paul. I thought he was the same person that knocked Nate Robinson out. Yeah, so like I wanted to watch one. that because I don't know who's better out of the brothers. My son just got a knockout. <laughs> so I'm trying to see him maybe potentially knock out Mayweather. Mayweather. I imagine. Imagine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Imagine. Nigga, that's easy money. That's like, easy Mayweather's money, making facts. easy money, bro. It's cool. You know, niggas on YouTube making outside of YouTube money, but... As far as if I was a boxer in the sport of boxing, I feel like it's definitely hurting box, boxing. And boxing is in a good place right now. Would, it's in a great place right now. It definitely is. I, I would it's say... It's better than it's been in a while. There's definitely pros and cons to it, but I feel like these whole celebrity boxing matches are definitely helping the sport. Um, because not only do you get more eyes on the sport, but during those undercards, there's usually professional bouts. Mm-hmm. So people who may oh. not get any clout they would get clout from like knocking somebody out in an undercard or whatever the case. And because, like you said, boxing is really hot right now. Mm-hmm. So if somebody who's not really a, a fan of boxing watches the, a celebrity fight, they'd be like, oh, I'm interested in seeing who's good at the welterweight or whatever. Welterweight is like the most yeah, popular division yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And another thing to add on to that is UFC dominated the combat sports for like five, six years. So it's like boxing is making this comeback. So I'm I'm happy to see it. But I don't want to see too many, too many. That's what I'm saying. It could, it could be cool for now. Right. I don't know long, long term because we're gonna be deal, dealing so with this for at least another year and some change. So I don't know, but we'll see. I'm willing to give it the shots as you know, whoever pops up here and there. Even though I really don't think Floyd should be fighting this fight, but it is. He knocked out a little 
Japanese men. Yeah, like, I, it's seconds. not it's not beneath him to do what? it, but like 2018, oh, New yeah. Year's, bro. I so, recently, <laughs> like, so he 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 just trying to look for an easy check. I feel him. This is gonna fucking put a lot of money in his pocket. So. Everyone's watching this. Yeah, but like you said, like it's Floyd. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> like, what you doing? I'm saying, I, I, you would Floyd. think Floyd has enough money. <laughs> like, really. what are you doing? Hey, but moving on from that, um, if y'all don't mind, I'm actually gonna get into the microphone check. Okay. All right, cool. So microphone check is basically like our hip hop music ish segment. Um, so first thing I just want to mention is Tiana Taylor is retire says he's retiring from music. Like, she's stopped making music. Like, there, but there's no. This is my last album. Coming nah, up. this is it. The, the one that she dropped. Yeah, is is it? Mm-hmm. Now, though, some people may not care, but for me, I'm actually a fan. I like her music. I'm an R&B guy, so like I, her music kind of slaps for me. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of just sad because I feel like I put her and I want to say like it's gonna be a very it's gonna be a hot take. I nah, yeah, it's I not. It nah, nah, it's not that hot. We're about not, to compare to. I put her in in terms of respect. Oh jeez. That they get and their talent level, I'm going with Wale as a as a correlation. Because Wale, I feel like has a lot of talent, but doesn't get the respect he might deserve. I fuck with Tiana. Tiana has a lot of talent, but doesn't get the Tiana musically. I see what he's getting at though. Wale in the rap game, like they don't really respect. Yeah, like you know, Wale's not like nobody name drops Wale when we have those conversations. But you feel like Tiana is one of those. I feel like she belongs in the conversations with you know like her. Yeah, I feel like she belongs. She's up. Yeah, I can agree with that. But my whole thing when it comes to Tiana is just like because we we all you know got introduced to her with Sweet Sixteen mad long ago. Over. So it's just like she's cool ass bike. (laughs) That bike. That bike was solid. She's she's been in the industry since she was a kid. So doing for like choreography for fucking Beyonce before she was even like really lit. She choreographed fucking ring the alarm sure mm-hmm. my whole thing is just like kind of feel like she's like i won't say spoiled but i feel like she just given up too easy because you got like people like for example i'm like a really big fan of saint john me too you know and saint a lot of people don't know saint john been doing this for a minute now mm-hmm. and like he just now getting really lit and like, do y'all know how old Saint John is? Like thirty three or something? No, he's older than that. What? I mm. believe Saint John was born in like eighty five. Oh, some two change shit. Yeah. So you I don't know. I never looked up his age. Exactly, he looks mad young. Exactly my black. point. So I feel like GT by. And it's there's like mad other like male artists that are older, mm-hmm. and it took they've been in the game for mad long, but they're just not getting lit. Freddie Gibbs, that nigga's like thirty eight. Yeah, now nah, Freddie Gibbs you definitely. You feel me? Like, he, we knew about him, but, like, right. now on, like, a broader sense, like, they're, like, really huge stars now. So, right. I feel like, Shorty, you still mad young. Like, your time will come when it's when it's, no, when, when it's due. So, My- if you are meant to be this big-ass R&B star, it will happen. If it's meant for you, it was, I always believe in if whatever's meant for you will always be for you. Right. You know, when you're trying to force it, that's when shit, never, it, yeah. it never goes Wait. out. And I low-key feel like she's trying to force so wait, her retiring is like a, a reaction to something like she doesn't she I mean oh, I, I was gonna say like I hear what you're saying and it makes sense now that you put it that way and I didn't think about that at all that actually is a very fair point because when she announced she like she didn't come out and say I'm retiring like really she basically was saying how she was she feels like she's under under appreciated okay. so like she's not gonna make music anymore 
Like, she feels like she's like, everyone else is getting shine, and I'm not really getting shine. I don't know verbatim what it said, but that's basically what she said. All right, that just means you not, you got to put in more work. That's that's exactly, like, after what she just said, I was like, wow, I didn't realize, like, feel me? It, it does, especially being with Kanye, I guess she expected it to come easier for her. That's, right, ex- right. that's exactly how I feel. And, like, everyone expected it to come easy to her, and that obviously is not the case. So, like, she said, like... Just keep grinding. You should keep grinding. Keep Facts. Grinding. You shouldn't and retire. Music is something. Uh, anything you passionate about, like whether it take you two years, got lit in two years. That's not happening for everybody. You feel me? Whether it take you two years, five years, ten years, fifteen years. If that's something you really fucking like to do, nigga, just keep doing it. It shouldn't matter. Like you have, she has a solid fan base. Whatever, whoever is her fan, solid fan base, they fuck with her. So my whole thing is like. If you got people that's already rocking with you, but like the masses is not rocking with mm-hmm. you, you got a niche. Mm-hmm. Facts. That's your thing. Attack that niche. Like Facts. milk that niche. Nah. Why are you trying to be a global superstar? If you got a niche market, you can you clearly been eating these last couple of projects off your niche market. So what is the problem? I just Keep... go back to what you said. Like uh, being spoiled. Yeah, spoiled. But here's my here's spoiled. my here's my uh, rebuttal. Now, I see everybody's point, valid points. I see it all around. However, you did mention her age, which yeah. means, and she got signed somewhere around that time period of the Sweet Sixteen era, like maybe a couple years after. Yeah, but she wasn't really making. But you don't know. I think she was in the mu- making music. It's just she wasn't getting pushed. Her music was poop. Like it was I mean, something. I don't know what it sounded like it back then. I'm good. not gonna lie. So because the sound has changed tremendously yes, since then. It has. So I don't know what it sounded like back then. I wouldn't even be able to listen to it now, don't. probably. Yeah. But um, <laughs> regardless of the fact is, she's been doing whatever she's been doing since whatever teenage age till now where she's about to turn 30 so it is a long period of time she's still young i get you still young but it is a long period of time Mm -hmm. so let's not take away from that also she's also not independent so with that being said it's hard to attack your niche when the money is not it's not i hate when people blame it on the artist especially at a young age like that i wouldn't do that but you know what i'm saying it's hard to attack your niche when you're not independent because you're like you're, you still owe money to, like, the, the label. So, like, you're not getting any return on any of the music you're putting out. I, I was going to say, like, with the label and everything, like, I heard, I hate what you say, like, blame her artist, whatever. But, like, she, like Eli said, in the, she, it's not like she hasn't gotten better. Like, she actually, the album was valid. I feel like she's gotten, every year, she's, she's gotten, gotten better. better. Yep. So, like, she's actually in the putting in the work and getting better. Now, it, she might not be receiving the flowers the way she wants right now, mm-hmm. but she should keep the course. Like it's been steady improvement, label or no label. She has, she's had, she has improved. Nice. So like, there shouldn't be a problem with the la- whether it's with the label, whether she's not getting any recognition or anything. Like you, mommy, you have improved. Like you have come no, a long absolutely. way from absolutely. Tiana dancing and on Sweet Sixteen to now. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my whole thing. Like I mean, I, I don't really like I said, y'all convinced me. She's still young. She's so young. I mean, like I, I, I said, think she should retire. I don't think so either. I mean, definitely, I don't agree with retirement. I feel like she's still gonna make music. She's probably just like not gonna she, release. She she's because I mean, if it's a passion, you're not gonna stop doing. It. She's probably just not gonna release anything. I'm Jack and Junior will be like, "Mommy, why you don't make no music?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a whole fact. Mine, she definitely. Yeah, mine be too. Like, facts. What? That's probably what's gonna happen, but it is what it is. Agree to disagree, but uh, moving forward, I want to touch on instead of talking about retirement, we we'll talk about giving flowers. Uh, we're gonna give some flowers to. T-Pain. T-Pizzle. I just had to, you know, throw this out there, bro, because we, you know, our generation, we grew up on T-Pain. Yes, we like, did. A, we Old really, <laughs> feel me, 2005, he T-Pain took over the Wayne. fucking game, bro. Um, And I feel like our generation, and even 
especially the generation after us, do not give him the respect he deserves. Because after like his run ended like 08, 09, people stopped really talking about T-Pain. I don't know if that was because... Uh, his label or whatever the case. Whole... I was just about to say that. Thank you. It, yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole definitely auto tune. That definitely was a lot. It's but because of Jay Z. For even... him to turn around and yeah, we not gonna it's get on that. Whole... But even after even after that <laughs> happened, even, that. even after DOA or whatever, people were still using auto tune. You know what I'm saying? So it's like T Pain. He started. Right he started using oil. Not as much as it took a steady. It took a steady it, break. It, took a, it definitely it took, it took a, a break, and then it picked back for up. for sure. For sure. And I I appreciate Jay Z for doing that because people were old then, like oh oh eight oh nine niggas was old then. But that's that's neither here nor there. I just but that literally put a huge debt in T Pain. No, career. it it did. It did. Like in his trajectory, and you're, you're right. Like I, I honestly forgot until y'all brought that up. But um, <laughs> I will never forget that. <laughs> I will never. But forget it's whole. No, 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 we nah, we we, we definitely did. We failed him. Because like nigga said, Hov speaks, we listen, my nigga. Yeah, my yeah, yeah, Hov yeah, speaks, yeah. we listen, my nigga. In 2010, if Hov said, yo, we not doing order two no more, then we not like, doing order two. We wasn't doing order two. But regardless of what Hov did, I wanted to give T-Pain his flowers because he definitely started a wave that is still being used today. Even though it's not being used as much as it was when he first came out, people are still using auto-tune. Rappers use, I hate that dance move. Rappers use auto-tune. <laughs> I just wanted to ask, is there like any particular artist now that uses auto tune that y'all fuck with or Dirk back in Dirk? That's your yes, that's your artist. That you relate to T Pain? No, no, not relate, oh, but like that use, has done or, it, that's really used it really well. Aside from T Pain. I, I was gonna say R.I.P., but niggas know my body. Speak of Nagas. Speak of Nagas. Facts. Right. That nigga is a boogie, all that, all everything you hear right now comes from Speaking Knockers. Oh, that's a whole fact. So he to did him. it we first. We born on the same day. Speaking Knockers, y'all Facts. born on the same day. Shout out Speaking Knockers. That's that's so what Speaking Knockers, Dirk, yeah. Dirk. No, Dirk and LaFame, Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. I was gonna Ooh. say, I was gonna say yeah, Travis. Yeah, that nigga does his thing with the auto tune. He definitely, he, he, he was yeah. the fuck out that one. Od, bro, that shit worked. It's lit. My son, my son, Mansion and Wisconsin, man. That's it. Mansion in Wisconsin and got away with it. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's goat shit. In Wisconsin. That shit was hard, my nigga. Yeah, we didn't T-Pain, ask man. no questions about that, bro. We didn't. Like, I thought that's how it was pronounced. Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> I knew off rip. I was like, yo, my nigga, that, that's a stretch. That was a reach. He made it work. <laughs> exactly. I think, I, ain't about to... I think if you sing it, it sounds better. It definitely sounds, it better definitely sounds way better when you sing it. But yeah, I just wanted to give him his flowers, man. Shout out sure, T-Pain. Sure. Um, all right, cool. So... We're going to get into some rather bad news in the microphone check. The hip-hop police are on, are on the loose. Some niggas been in full Wow, bro. Uh, who's been arrested? Casanova. Cass was indicted with the whole... With the whole Rico. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rico. G Um G Herbo with some scam and shit. Yeah, and then A Boogie And then recently with, it was A Boogie. With drugs with and... Drugs and niggas basically got a, a search warrant for weapons. his crib. Found weapons and drugs. Word? Yeah. Bro, I didn't know a the lot. hip-hop police is on... Holy shit. ...overtime right now. And I just... I just wanted your opinions on this, like, what's I mean, going on in this? It's skin color, bro. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I, I'm saying? I was wondering, like, I don't know. There's no no person, I guess, that can answer this question. Why do they always do this around the holidays, my nigga? Like, 
Like Bobby got locked up around the holidays. If you notice, every year around the holidays, something big happens where like people get locked up. No funny shit. Like I don't know. Did Six Nine get arrested around the holidays? Yeah. With. I think I don't know. I have to look it up. I know Bobby was definitely like between Thanksgiving and December. Yeah. So I feel like that that might have been the same case for Six Nine. I don't know. I feel like it was because I feel like when all that happened, it was towards the end of the year. When he was on the back shot, like it started to get trial wise for him. Mm. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what that trend is, but like every year around the holidays, niggas be getting locked up on some crazy shit. Mm. And it just goes back to what I said about like the NYPD just hates rappers. Yeah. Like, they jealous. Yeah. They yeah. high key so, jealous. Like, That's why. They what. just really like hate rappers. You ever like, well, of course not. I'm not even going to ask that question, but I'm going to still say it. You ever like, y'all going to say no. You ever spoke to a cop about how they felt about rappers? No. Of course not. I don't know uh, much cops yeah. to even ask that I, question. I only know one cop, and that's my uncle. That's it. I should, I'm, next time, I, I'm going to ask that question yeah. next time. Ask a police. He kind of likes rap. Ask a white cop. Oh, see, that's, so I don't know any white yeah. cops. <laughs> like, there, there's like a weird disdain they because nah, i think they blame rappers, rappers think, for the way communities are they that's, do they, that, that's, that, i didn't that's know the how link. to phrase this but you yeah. said it yeah no nah, i don't have no brand you good i could say it <laughs> do you think it stems from the whole um nwa like fuck the police like maybe but then again it could just be racism like systematic true, racism and, and just like what they said like they probably just blame it and they just put a, a fucking they a red circle around all rappers like if he making money, let's really pay attention to him and what he doing. No, this is true. That it is true. That is true. Absolutely. That is true. It's niggas just, definitely be having the board up. It's just fucked up, bro. On that this is true. With all the accomplices, the whole investigation, all that. And I remember saying like a couple of weeks ago, I remember reading a quote, like somebody said one of the most dangerous occupations is being a rapper. Okay. And it's not just being a target in the streets, but also... And shit like life, this. Yeah. Law, yeah. You know? Like, I will say, like I've, I've been preaching for a minute now, Stop posting stuff on the internet, my nigga. Like, feel me? Like, that, like rappers and people it, of this nature, y'all gotta stop. People gotta stop just posting mad shit on the internet, whether it's your whereabouts, crazy, criminating yourself, your whereabouts, all that kind of stuff, because you're just making it easier for niggas to build a case against you, my nigga. Just stop seeking validation. That's what bro, it is. that's what I be telling niggas, bro. That's literally just all it is. That's these rappers and just, just regular, like, people that just be out on the internet while and doing it to validation. And it's just like, I never understand said why rappers do the things they did on social media because it's like nigga you already lit what yeah. the fuck is you doing you're just trying to get more like, <laughs> like it's like a drug doing? like you're just trying to get more of what you Fame already have drug. like that's why it's tough I also say we'll also say because I feel like a lot of this do now it just like stems from the year that we're having also because I mean I don't know I'm not a rapper I don't really have as much money as these people have so like I don't know how this year affected them financially. Yeah. Obviously, I think they really took a big hit because I feel like a lot of rappers probably stepped back into their old ways or associated themselves more with people that are in their old ways Um, and basically because they had to eat. Like, feel me? Like, I'm not saying G Herbo was out here scamming and stuff like that, but feel me? Like, my nigga probably had to do what he had to do if that because, like, feel me? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's no performance money. And like I said, that's it's, what I was saying. Cause merch I was just not like, moving like that. Yeah, like this year was was hard for like the music industry, like big time. Yeah, like they probably time. took the biggest hit out of everybody big besides. Time. Can't think of the movie theater industry. Yeah, the movie theater industry, mm-hmm. Hollywood and entertainment in general probably took, took the big, biggest hit. It took yeah. a really big hit this year. So, cause you already see the changes, like niggas 
There might be no movie theaters after nah, this. Nah, yeah, they're Very getting soon. the movie theaters out of here, bro. Very soon. They're getting Which them out of here. It's crazy. Like, I never thought that. They just that me sad, That's what I'm saying. They that just shit is definitely making me sad. They just lessening my, my date options. <laughs> Can't they take probably like nowhere. Experience. They might make it more niche, you know, like with the whole eating and dining and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, they might make movie theaters more niche, but. Yeah, the dining right. movie theaters, it, it, it's, I don't know, the pandemic just, just got the whole world. Yeah, it's bad, <laughs> yeah. fucked up uh, right but now. But best wishes to them niggas like Casanova, A-Boogie, and um, Herbo. G. Herbo, for yeah, real. I hope fact. everything works out for them. Yeah. Facts. Family, man. But um, moving on, I'm going to go into the free free since already on rap, and we kind of go into flex. So... <laughs> flex, <laughs> we're going to go into the free free segment. Free free, for those that don't know, is our segment about nothing. It's about anything that doesn't match anything else. Random stuff. Yeah. There's the real front of the group chat right here. Like anything. So we're going to talk about men getting cosmetic surgery, mainly because Funk Flex went on Instagram posted this shit. and posted while he was getting his little surgery done with Wu-Tang playing in the background. I thought it was an odd combination of things. I thought it was an odd combination of things, but it brings a bigger topic to the table, obviously. And that should men even think about participating in these kind of things? I don't think anybody should. Okay. Mm. Talk to him, Chance. Can you care to expound? Yeah, no. I just feel like it's just like, what are you doing this for? Like, and who are you? And who? And that who? <laughs> That that who is a big who? Ow! Because like you know, a lot of people, both sexes, will be like, "This is for them, their self esteem." But like, let's say for example, like bodies in general, every life is goes through trends and cycles. So you had at one point where everybody wanted to be super skinny. Mm -hmm. Then you had at one point back before then where the the bimbo image, which is just like what's popularized again, is a thing. So my whole thing is just like I'm for the fat nigga. Because I'm tired of going to the gym. I'm waiting for the fat nigga stage. There is a, a wave for y'all. Y'all just got to get rich. All right. Cool. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that stops all the waves. I think that for me, yeah, that's eternal. Yeah, right. I think that wave is never everlasting. That's a tsunami, I'm nigga. I'm tired of going to the gym. I'm trying to get fat. I just feel like it is a lot of this stuff that's being done for both sexes is because you're trying to appeal to what society is throwing in your face now. Because like, you 2021 if let's say for example Nicki Minaj takes out all her plastic surgery I promise you every bitch that got plastic surgery gonna start getting that shit taken out mm. so it's just like who are you doing this for you you copying these celebrities you copying people that you idolize and you look up to a lot of people don't like to admit that they idolize celebrities but the fuck y'all do and it's just like and you doing it for niggas men y'all tend to be big ass, big ass, big ass, big ass. So now you have these insecure girls like, well, I don't have a big ass. Nobody in my family got I'm a big ass. Lie. It'd be I'm too much ass. Them. It'd be way too much ass. There's a such thing as too much ass. Oh, trust me, I know. I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm well aware, but when you got like I said, you got Nikki out here with the huge ass. You got Kim out here with the huge ass, Dream Doll out here with you got all these girls out here with the huge asses and living these lavish lives with these rappers and stuff like that. They don't be that lavish. They be getting cheated doing. But you know what I mean. No, I know, I know. Go ahead. I'm just, I, I digress. Don't you worry about it. You know what I mean. Got it. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, like, wow. She was like 
But when she had a regular body, ain't nobody was looking at her. She got her body done, and she got a rapper as soon as she got her body done. Mm. Maybe I'm going to get lit. No. No. It doesn't work like that. You girls and guys are going out here getting all this work done to go to go back to your parents' house. Make it make sense. You know, I just feel like it's unnecessary. Mm. Whatever body you were given, you was given that body for a reason. I'm not even about to bring religion or none of that into this, but, like, that is your body. Figure out. How you gonna have, be happy with that? That's shit. real like, shit. One of, one of the craziest shits I heard. I don't know if it's true or not. Nigga said Drake got abs and played. He probably what did. What type of he shit did. is bro, that? Bro, look at Drake's body, bro. That shit. Does, uh, those abs do not fit that. I don't know that sternum. That. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say poor soul. Bad. I want to say poor soul. Bad. Yeah, that's that's because looking at Drake's body was crazy. Yeah, bad, bro. I'm not going. That nigga is mad pudgy, pudgy, bro. Like that. That shit does not fit, bro. I'm sorry, that nigga. Just, but you know, because I go to the gym, so like it's just, it's like a spit in the face to me. Because like I know you did not work out for that, bro. You look terrible. Yo, and your tattoos is ass. Yo, First and foremost, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's a woman that said all that because when, when niggas say that, we get the slandered OD. I get slandered too. Every time I say, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm the, I will say this on camera because I don't give a damn. I am anti plastic surgery. Anti, okay. anti, Unless you get into like a car accident or something of that nature, that you know, um, will, all right, um, unless it's really, really needed. Um, anti plastic yeah. surgery, unless it is needed, like right. you just right. said. Like, what is it called? That rec- recreational, like recreational surgery. Uh, yeah, reconstruction. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We know you what you meant, right? Okay. I was trying to figure it out. I I was walking along with him. I was like, all right, we're close. We're close. We're close. Thank you, Fred. I always have one moment. (laughs) I gotta miss a one word, my nigga. But it's like unless it's like you said, absolutely necessary, what are you doing that for? Like take your ass to the gym and if the gym can't get you what you looking for, bitch and nigga, it was not meant for you. Mm. It wasn't meant for you. And be okay with that. Like, be okay with that. Body dysmorphia is really on a, like, shit is through the roof. I just don't understand why what made Flex post it. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, so but saying. he has a deal with the person, I guess, because he's been promoting it going forward. So uh, I'm thinking this is just part of the whole rollout. Yeah, okay. like, a lot like, of Like, yo, we're going to roll it out. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I was just about to say that a lot of these people will post it, like, Cosmo, even when it comes down to, like, the teeth and stuff like that, it's more so, like, the doctor is literally like, yo... If you promote me, you're gonna get the shit for I'm free. I'm gonna give you a exactly. Or is a super discount. I'm gonna right. give you a crazy discount mm-hmm. if you just promote this. Right, because they know that makes sense. They know how because they trying to as much as we um trying to take advantage of social media. They are trying mm-hmm. to get hit too. Yeah, like so. Everybody like trying that. to get on there. Trust Everybody. Me. That's what I'm saying. Everybody. I, I just really don't want the shit to trickle down where this like especially for it's already no, it's already the norm for women. If the if it's the norm for men, that is crazy to me. Like I'm for not me, I wouldn't be surprised. If niggas um, is out here getting fucking abs injected yeah. and like liposurgery, like Connie got liposurgery and all that, like if this becomes a norm, that's very weird to me. I'm Who's not me? gonna lie to you. After a certain status, it is. After like a certain, I, I believe it because again, I know when you up to a certain status, you gotta keep up with a. Uh, Cosmetics and all that for and me. You don't have time to be out here this is to the gym. Me. I'm yeah. still anti it. I'm just like you understand. I understand it. Side. I understand it. It's very like a lot of rich niggas is out here getting plastic surgery, and I, I, I believe it. Like yeah, I said, a lot of rich men. Are really but like, like they said, like you don't gotta be out here posting and shit like that for me. Like that, <laughs> that, like that just makes it. Yeah, myself. like for me, like you, if Hope got surgery, he not out here saying that. I would hope not. 
I believe. I, I never want to know. I wouldn't knock Kobe. You probably got some Botox or some shit for me. I like, don't know. That's what I'm saying, bro. He looks old. Have y'all seen that nigga? Bro. Whole Botox? Yo, bro. I'm not. Don't not. Botox is very normal. I know that shit is at least very normal for rich people. They used to have Botox fucking family parties back in the day when that shit first came that out. Sounds yes, stupid. They did. So no, like, I'm not. I'm just so saying. I don't believe he got it because I don't see it. I am. I'm okay. just. It'd be very bad. He's old. Yeah, nobody likes to admit that. I'm still sketchy, but I, more, the more that time is going, I believe Beyonce got surgery. I'm not going to She's giving me the I'm, booty. No, nah, I'm, I'm just going to say that, but I can't say that online or nothing because they're going to kill they gonna me. They're going to kill you. They're going to kill me. They're going to kill you. But, but she definitely has gotten work done after them twins. Absolutely. Absolutely. I see Beyonce it. Beyonce got the work done. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It is. And we're going to move on from that because... Because we're going to get up out of here. We keep, keep, yeah. keep talking too much. Look. Yeah. But um, I want to move quickly into our baddie of the week. And with that being said, here's the baddie of the week drop. Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh. I dropped the ball. It's okay. There we go. I'm about to bust. There we go. All right, that's the bat drop. You know what it is. Baddie of the week. And this week's baddie <laughs> of the week is someone near, very near. It's our very own Chance. Woo! <laughs> Chance is our baddie of the week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never seen the baddie of the week we, here. Oh, here. Yeah. Love. We got the baddie love on Kim. On Kim. Thanks, guys. Exactly. I'm like, wait, where is he going? What do you mean she's near? Like, where's the chat? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to walk through the door. <laughs> he met that physically. Exactly. But yeah, so shout out to Chance. You are the baddie of the week. Thanks, guys. We appreciate um, you. You already said all the reasons. Yeah, we don't even need to say why. Like, they can see you. They know you're beautiful. So it's, it's nothing to even say at this Thanks, point. Thanks, guys. But with that, we're going to go into our cookie crumb segment. And with that being said, uh, we have two questions up here for grabs, and we'll get up out of here. Now, I wanted to get a conversation about applying pressure. Now, I hear that term a lot. I don't really know what it means too much, but I'm going to tell you what I've gathered in my research. Okay. <laughs> so, in my, with him. <laughs> in my research, I'm assuming that this terminology means, and Fredo, feel free to jump in if you know what it means. But... <laughs> It's crazy, but what I've gathered from what what I've gathered, it means that <laughs> you you're under the bus, bro. no. I'm just saying applying pressure. So basically, it just means like you're giving efforts into, especially when you talk about relationships and you know, they say let's not say chasing but courting a woman. You're giving special efforts to grab her attention, keep her attention, and you know it can go vice versa for the sex, different sexes, you know, because girls can go after guys as well. So I just want to know. What is applying pressure exactly? Because I feel like there's a fine line that you can like cross. And people always talk about it, but then they say, nah, you got to apply pressure. So I'm just trying to figure out where's the line drawn and applying pressure and then being like a creep and like you're just doing too much. <laughs> I feel like the, the line between applying pressure and being a creep is the reaction to the person you're courting. Mm -hmm. If they're giving you a, a positive reaction, a positive reassurance that what you're doing is working, then that's you know your, the it. pressure that you're applying is working, yeah. but if it's like what what are you what are you doing? You know, now you're just a fucking creep. But I've heard se several stories of where I didn't even like him at first, but he kept applied pre applying See, I pressure. Like it would just, the terminology right It there. would just have to be situational because mm -hmm. one person could be like, "Oh, I didn't like him, but he applied pressure, so I liked him now," and one person would be like, "Uh, I liked him, but he applied too much pressure, so I didn't like him," <sighs> or it could be like. 
I found him cute and then he applied pressure and now he's a fucking creep. Like it's it's it that depends, bro. You know what I'm saying? It can go either way. Mm. But but do you have like a, a definition to applying pressure? I don't know what the fuck that shit means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, know what the fuck I'm that not gonna means. lie, that's some new shit. Like yeah. these little kids made up or something. I'm gonna just like if I, mean, if I have to comment on that applying pressure shit that everybody apply pressure, apply pressure. <laughs> I feel like it needs to be a two way street. Mm. So regardless if like you ran down on a nigga or the nigga ran down on you, and I don't mean to say nigga, if the man, you know, <laughs> if he if the nigga ran down on you, right, <laughs> you feel me? Like dudes need reassurance too. Mm. And that's what a lot of, like, girls say, like, yeah, bitches don't really understand that. Like, if that nigga applying pressure, you got to apply the same pressure back. Because mm. then it's just like, like you said, like, oh, I didn't like him at first, and then it was cool, and then I liked him. Now, okay, now, bitch, are you going to, like, what are you doing to show this nigga that you fuck with him? Mm-hmm. Are you applying that same applying that same? <laughs> Listen, back? I, I just found the terminology. I went to define it. <laughs> like, I really don't know what that means, but I will say, like, if you, women are demanding men to apply pressure, y'all need to be applying pressure back to them. Because I feel like dudes, you know, like if you really fucking with this nigga, it's not a one way street. Show him that you really fuck with him. Apply pressure with him as well. And that's the yeah. problem with a lot of young women these days. Yeah, I was gonna say because like this I like term, chance. from when chance I, whenever I've heard this term, it literally always comes from women. Yeah, like, so like I'm, a, I'm not trying to put no blame. That. Yeah, I was. I'm not trying to put no blame, but I think women created this. They did. And, like, we did. Absolutely. We did. So like, like they did. We did create that shit. <laughs> so like, like when when they talk about this subject, everything from what I gathered, like most said, it's like more so when like females, you know, like you know when niggas be for play play, like we text. We might not text them every, like, day or something like that. You know, we might be in and out. Say, like, yo, I want to take you out, but we never really take them out. <laughs> feel me? That that That's, like, us not applying pressure. Right. So, like, feel me? Um, I would think that, again, yes. Me applying pressure, from what I've heard, is, like, you literally, I got the whole day planned out. Nigga, the whole uh, stigma, like, yo, what are you doing? I bet get ready. I'm going to be there in an hour. Feel me? This is, this is examples of apparently applying pressure. That is. So, again... That is oh, to me. That's just courting for me. Like my nigga, it's like, literally just it's courting. just courting a female. So that's what applying for. And I'm going to be honest. And I'm going to be honest. And like the women that are going to watch this are probably going to be like that dumb bitch. I'm okay with that because I'm not dumb. You can't call her a pick me. You see the neck. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying. Like for me, like like you said, applying pressure. If we're doing this as an equation, applying pressure just equals courting. The reason why a lot of these girls are screaming, apply pressure, apply pressure, is because they are trying to get niggas that, basically, say it loud, Afredo, <laughs> no, nobody wants them. Because I've never, like, I've heard the term, I've never had to use it. I don't use it. I just, I keep seeing it. I've never used it. I've never had to do, use it. And majority of the time, the girls that scream it, apply pressure, it's for dudes that they want, but the dudes are literally showing them they don't want them. Exactly. Mm. They're literally showing, like, they're giving you everything, throwing in your face. They don't want, no, why he not applying? Bitch, he doesn't want you. <laughs> it's literally that simple. Like, message. Like, like you, <laughs> message. Uh, you will never have to tell a dude that really fucks with you to apply pressure because he's already doing it. That's real shit, though. So that's, that's why I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that term means. Y'all need to just stop fucking with niggas that don't like y'all. Because I don't know what that means. Because I've never had to tell a guy, apply pressure. Period. Wavy. Mm. Now you want to get into Okay, so the last question I have, and this basically sounds from like, at this point, this is going to be like a question I'm going to ask any female to take us seriously. Like, this is one of them 
I guess, deal breakers. Mm -hmm. But, like, I've noticed a lot lately, in my opinion, I want to know if a female has basically make or break. I'm going to ask her, yo, do you have a friend that you've at least been friends with for, like, five plus years? Oh, that's an important question. Exactly. In my opinion, it's important because from what I've noticed in my uh, 25 years of living, I feel like women, they out here, they out here, yes, they be with a lot of females and stuff like that, but I feel like they might not hear me on this, but I really don't think women appreciate the fr- their friendship as much as they lead on. Like, I say that to say because I've noticed women cut people off, cut, cut women off for very petty reasons. And then, like, they chalk it up to that whole, like, oh, you know, like, I'm trying to cleanse my life. I don't want negativity. Yo, that whole all energy, that. spirit, I, 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 we don't have time for that. Yo, like I said, like, and then, like, because I was having a conversation on, on, on CH or whatever about, about it. And, like, I've noticed, again, like, women be cutting each other off for petty, petty reasons. And then, like, they always say, like, oh, what doesn't, uh like, for me, what's meant for me, like you said, it's meant for me. If we're not meant to be friends, then that's it. Or, like, the whole once you cross me, it's over. But... Niggas be getting cut off for like, you didn't wish me happy birthday. Dumb shit like that. Literally. So, I was going to say that, like, females, I feel like they don't understand that friendships are almost like relationships in themselves. Whereas, like, they're not always going to be good and bad. And if anything, when it's bad, that's when kind of, y'all should be closer than anything. But I don't, sometimes I feel like they don't understand that. And I just want to know from you because... This is going to be a question I'm going to ask a lot of women in the future. Cause As you should. I want this to be a narrative. Like, I want women to start talking about their friendships more. Because I, I never really heard them talk about friendships in a positive sense. I'm not going to lie. It's always negative. Yeah. So how do you, like, do you agree, disagree with women appreciating each other's no, friendship? No, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, I feel like, like you said, a lot of girls will cut their friends off for petty stuff. But then what a lot of dudes don't realize, too, it'll be like women... It's like the same, like you said, it's relationships. So you know how like with dudes, like a girl will have like you do all this crazy shit to a girl, mm-hmm. and then like it'll be one thing that's really not that big, and then she's like, "I'm done," yeah. right. and you be like, "Yo, where's this coming from?" But right. you not realizing you did mad shit to her. Mm-hmm. It'd be our friendships that she stole up that she, like she has stored up. Our friendships be like that. Oh wow! So it'll be mad shit that the bitch been doing for mad years, but because you love that bitch, you just been letting it slide. Something like you said, some it seems so petty, like a happy birthday, like nah, bitch, you you just always just not there for me. And a lot of women are very like narcissistic. Okay. Like women will never people in general are narcissistic, but I'm speaking from a woman's mm-hmm. standpoint. A lot of women are very narcissistic and a lot of female friendships are very one sided. So it don't ever. A lot of times, dudes may see, may think it's like something petty, but mm-hmm. it's literally just a whole bunch of built up shit that that was the last straw. Like, okay. what's this the saying? The something that broke the camel's the straw back? That broke the camel. Literally. Mm. So a lot of the times, it literally just be like, nah, like, you don't even understand. This bitch just always just, it's mm. just never there for me. Mm. So I'm I'm over that. Oh, she didn't wish you happy birthday. No, this bitch don't ever really care about my birthday. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. Yeah, like, it'll seem something so silly like that. But it's just like, nah, you don't get it. Like, she just never cares about my That's some good insight. I didn't know that. That's what I'm saying, feel me? When that all could be resolved with just a conversation. Literally. And then this is where communication, I was just having this conversation, like, last night. Well, early morning. Like, (laughs) communication is the death of a lot of great things. Of course. Lack of communication, excuse me, is the death of a lot of great things, and especially friendships. Because, like, I've had, like, my two best friends, we've been friends for over 10 years. Like, it's a beautiful thing. I've known these niggas since high school. Yeah, like we've been friends since we were like kids. I'm not that old. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
And it was just like, we bumped heads. And it was just like, all right, bitch, fuck you. I'm going to let you, you know, feel that way. And then when it's time to talk, we're going to talk it out. And me and my best friends, we bump heads. And it's just like, you know, well, I thought you was being a stupid bitch. And I'm like, bitch, you was. And then we fix it. But I still love you. And I've missed you. And. ก็ไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไป